There's a podcast network. It is a network not only of sports and culture, but of anything you can fathom. And it lies between man's desire to imagine and his want for laughter. It is a network which we call the Mopcast Network. For the past year, the Mopcast Network has been bringing you weekly podcasts for all the commentary on movies, music, sports, recent events, and more. The Mopcast Network. Celebrate fandom. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, and joining me each and every week is none other than... Your Jack of All Trades El Jefe logo, and if you still, if you can still hear after that opening, go for it. Um, you know, it's exciting. It's homecoming week. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a busy week here on campus. Uh, you know, there's already been a couple sporting events that have taken place, um, and then there was one er- that happened earlier in the day with the tennis team uh, back in action against Concord University. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's a busy week, and it's all building up to the, to the culmination of, of the, you know, you get the homecoming parade on Friday, which King Stevenson, the first, King, will be in there. King, my lord, King Jose Rogel, the first. Um, and, you know, you, he'll be there in that parade. And then also, you know, you guys will be calling the game that um, on Saturday, and that's going to be against Notre Dame College. Kickoff is at 1.30 p.m. I really hope he comes in there in his King outfit. That would be nice. That'd be sweet. I feel like it would be like, I, I would want I would want to go get a cowboy hat just so it can be like J.R. and the King up in the booth. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that, with a cowboy hat. I was, that would be definitely, I would love to just dress up in different outfits each week when we call games. Like, just to add, like, to the zaniness of it. I always used to joke with Matt that we should just wear um, polos up top and then just different bottoms like wear swimming trunks or like Hawaiian shorts or like just complete and change it up each and every week because I mean from the top we look very professional but from the bottom just whatever we spin on the wheel of death there's actually a lot of broadcasters on TV that do that Mm -hmm. there was one uh, I can't remember his name he's passed away but he was playing tennis and there was a breaking story about something that was going on he paused he paused from tennis Put on his suit and tie and his jacket. Still had his tennis his his tennis shorts and everything on, and then called the, called it like that. I mean that's that's definitely. I mean that is a plus with being on on you know TV, but also on radio. You know it's hard to tell. We could wear whatever we wanted, and nobody would really know unless they saw us. Yeah, I've, I mean I've came in here some, with some weird stuff before. <laughs> so I mean you know there is just the the openness of it. Um, but you know before we get too far into this, uh, today's episode is brought to us or to you all, by uh, our friends at Ruthlon Elementary. Um, they're doing their first annual Trick or Trot. It's a 5K run and walk, run or walk, and it's taking place October 17th, um, 2015. Pre-registration ends on October 15th, however. Uh, pre-registration fees for adults, $20. For children, $10. Uh, if you have a group of four or more, it's $10 per person. So you save a little bit of money if you go there with friends. Uh, it, but it, However, if you do wait till race day, all registration is is twenty five bucks per person, and what this goes for, uh, you you get a t shirt obviously for participating, um, but all the money that they raise is going to uh, to help build a community track walking track around the school, and um, if, if you're not familiar with Ruthland Elementary, it's a school out in um, Southridge. Uh, there's and if you think about that part of the town, there's really not a community park because it's kind of out there in in the sticks a little. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a community park, so they're trying their best to build up the school playgrounds so that way the community has a nice place to go, and this is a great opportunity for them to, to do so. So hopefully they'll get a lot of uh, 
a lot of participants in the in the trick or trot, and it's not a competitive event event either. Yeah, trust me, my fellow Husky people, <laughs> this is your event. <laughs> we don't need to run because LFA ain't running. I am going to do the flare walk, <laughs> do the flare the flare strut. Yeah, just woo. We do the flare flop afterwards. Yeah, I'll grab it. I'll grab it after you finish the five k. <laughs> yeah, just throw it down at the start finish line. Just. Woo! <laughs> Drop the elbow. But again, you know, if you guys get an opportunity, definitely help. Um, definitely go out there and check that event out. Hopefully, it'll be a, a, a good weekend weather-wise. Um, I know, unfortunately, we won't be able to be there. We will be in Shepherd, getting ready for or Shepherdstown, getting ready for the Shepherd game. Yeah. Um. So you know, but definitely make sure you get out there, and uh, it's going to be a fun event. And it's you can take kids. You know, it's it's for everybody. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the show. <laughs> um. Upcoming game schedules, West Virginia State University football. Um, they, their game is homecoming, obviously. It's on the 10th. The West Virginia State University Yellow Jackets return home victorious from last weekend's bout against UVA Wise. This week is homecoming, so you know the team is going to come out with great intensity as the Yellow Jackets take on Notre Dame College at 1.30. WVSU is seeking its fourth win of the season, and if they defeat Notre Dame College this weekend, it'll be the first time since 2008 that WVSU has had four wins. In 2008, the team finished with seven wins. The previous two times that Notre Dame College and WVSU faced off, the Falcons were victorious, both times winning 42-16 in 2013 and last year 41-10. If the Yellow Jackets win this weekend, the team will have finally won a game at home this season, and Coach John Anderson and staff can knock another program off their list for teams they have yet to beat. Much like they did to UVA Wise and Coach Dewey Lusk. That, that, that game was an awesome game. It really was an awesome game. It, it honestly, it felt like two games yeah. in one. Um, you know, West Virginia State, they, they started slow. Um, you know, they started off and they, they made some mistakes, but to come back like they did? Twice. Twice? Yeah. They, they started out 28 nothing, and then they came back, and then they were down uh, by 21 points, I think. Uh, or 18. 17. 17. Terrible with math. They uh they went down seventeen points. And Regardless, then, it was three possessions that was behind. Yeah, and, and you know it was it was a phenomenal game. It really was. Um, couldn't I don't I don't know what other word you could use to describe it. Chicken. chicken. <laughs> there was a lot of chicken at the game. No, I'm not I'm not calling I'm not calling the state football team chicken. It was just there was a lot of chicken consumption on this trip. <laughs> For the and and one thing that that showed shown. Shown through, okay, for this game was what you're trying to describe the the field goal that UVA wise ran back, and you know that that kind of sums up the entire game. Not the, not the play, but mm-hmm. what you said on the air, and the only way you could describe it was, oh my goodness. Yeah, there was, it was from start to finish. It was one of those, oh my gosh, oh my goodness games. Like yeah. You know, here we are playing against UVA Wise, not taking anything away from them. But they were they were 0 4. You didn't expect an 0 4 team to jump out to a 28 point lead. Then you didn't expect West Virginia State to be able to. You know, Matt Kinnick goes into the game not throwing any interceptions, and then he throws three in that game, and you're like, oh my, this is gonna be this is gonna be a long day. It's gonna be it's not gonna be the outcome we want. And then the team battled back, and you know, then they had to battle back again, and it's just amazing. The the, the 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 grit that this team mm-hmm. had they they showed this past week that they ain't all about putting a lot of points on the board they, they also, can do it <laughs> yeah they can do it we know this but they showed this past weekend that hey they got a grit to themselves they really do and, and you know one of the players that I was really impressed with um, 
Quentin Gray, you know, he made the most of his return from missing one week when he played against uh, University of Charleston. There's a great article that's uh, highlighting his uh, highlighting him um, in the West Virginia Gazette Mail. I definitely suggest you check it out, and we'll send out a tweet. Actually, we've already retweeted it a couple of times, but we'll we'll do that again. Um, but you know, the running backs. You know, we started out having the three-headed monster with Tevin Brown, Tyrone Barber, and Kelvin Barrett. Well, Tyrone Barber or uh, Tevin Brown goes down earlier in the season. Okay, then it's a two-man show, Kelvin Barrett and Tyrone Barber. Well, this weekend, you know, Tyrone Barber ended up being the lone running back. Yeah. Because Kelvin Barrett got hurt, and uh, you know, hopefully he is okay and able to come back this week. But uh, Tyrone Barber, even though they didn't rush for that many yards, I think they finished with 22 rushing yards. But he ended up having three touchdowns. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how many yards you get. It's all about putting those points on the board. Exactly. And, and Barber showed he's not a, he's not an east-west runner. None of the runners are for State. They're, they're ground and pound and go right up the middle. Now, they will cut it out east and west if, they, if need be or if it's open. But I think a lot of them love the physicality of running. Yeah. Barber is special. He's just like... He sees something, he's like, oh, I can juke, but no, I'm, I'm going to lower my shoulder. I'm just going to lower my shoulder and go shoulder to shoulder with this guy. Screw it. Let's see what happens. That That is that is my philosophy in life. Screw it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, furthermore, the WVSU volleyball team, a light week for the volleyball team in terms of game as they got some rest with only one game. And uh, their game is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Against Notre Dame College, and the the volleyball team is on a on a bit of a streak. You know, they just won three games over the weekend, and you know they're they're coming in hot. It's it's homecoming week. They're gonna be playing at home. Hopefully, the gym will be packed with uh, fans and supporters that are in town and alumni that are in town for you know homecoming weekend. Hopefully, they they come out and um, hopefully they came out and watch the tennis today, and then watch they'll watch volleyball tomorrow, and then football on Saturday. Make it a weekend of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the golf team. Is not in action. The men's tennis team, not in action this week. And then we go to the women's tennis uh, team. After clinching the MEC title, the team has one more match before beginning before the beginning of the MEC tournament on October 17th. The Yellow Jackets close out the regular season at a home game t- today against Concord at 3 p.m. 3.30 p.m. So it's already over. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, hold on. Yeah, keep going. I'm going to look for the score. We're going to look for the score. I... West Virginia State, you know, they, they had already wrapped up the conference title. So, you know, regardless of the outcome of today's game, you know, they, they've still got the title. But hopefully they won because, I mean, and they're a pretty dominant team as well. So, um, But moving on, West Virginia State University's women's cross-country team, while they aren't in action this week, they were in action last week. And they came very close to securing their first win of the of, in the program history. And to be such a, a small program, the, the cross-country team, uh, and it's comprised mostly of West Virginia State University female basketball players. Um, they, you know, it's, they're going up against schools like William Jesuit and West Virginia Wesleyan who have much bigger budget for recruiting and can go out and get, you know, not, not trying to take anything away from our cross-country team, but, you know, they're competing against schools with a bigger budget. And when that happens, it's, it's, sometimes it's harder to get, you know, um, the top athletes, uh, but but the athletes that are on the cross country team, you know, they're dual athletes. They play basketball. Uh, they're coached by their by the female basketball coach as well, and um, you know they they narrowly uh, um, they almost came away with a a win this past weekend um, against 
uh, I think they were racing up in Glenville State, uh, and uh, they only reason they lost is because Glenville State had the top two runners in the in the in the in the race. But uh, just kudos to them. They're they're a bunch of hardworking uh, athletes, and uh, you know they're pulling double duty playing basketball and cross country. And I can I know one thing. Um, this team is going to be fast next year. Yeah. Um, in terms of basketball, I guess not next year, just in a month or so when, when basketball starts. Yeah, and I could, I could, I, I, they may still be playing right now. I, yeah, I don't, we'll see. The score isn't up yet. As soon as it comes up, we'll, we'll tweet it out because we are, right now we're in the studio and can't really find a score. Yeah, I'm looking everywhere for it. I can't find it. Uh, let's go into Pickums. I will let you go first and then I will... I will follow suit. Uh, Westview and Wesleyan at Fairmont State. That is tonight. Actually, probably in the next 45 minutes. Um, I'm going to go with Fairmont State on this one. Wesleyan hasn't been too hot this year. They've been... You they're know, playing a backup quarterback, too. Yeah. it's it, they, they, They're they tripping over... They, they take one step forward and four steps back. So, you know. Then we got the battle of basically the beast <laughs> with Shepard and Glenville State. That's going to be a good game. Um, I'm calling for Glenville State for an upset. You like an upset? Yeah, because they're they're at home. All right, it's a good October game, and you know I I'm I just I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Then we got UC at West Liberty. Um, I'm gonna go with UC on this one, as much as I hate it, <laughs> and I hate UC um, because West Liberty. I mean they've had their they've had their good good times and their bad times this this season, but. You see, they've shown that they can get the job done. Um, for some reason, UVA Wise is playing state again this week. Um, that's that's a lie. I don't I don't know why I didn't fix that. They're playing UVA Wise is playing Concord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that just threw me off. Okay, state is playing Notre Dame College. My thing is. This this is this game right here is really going to challenge state because they've had their they've had their problems with with Notre Dame in the past, all right. Because they've got a tough schedule ahead of them after this. They really do a really tough schedule, and you know this is really this 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 game is really going to define their season. Everybody was saying, oh, the UC game. No, this game is going to define. It's homecoming. You're coming off of a big win. You're yet to win at home. Yeah, you're yet to win at home, but you're three and zero on the road, and you know that you have the credentials to do it. Notre Dame is—they've been up and down this season. You know, they got a new coach and everything, and it's just this 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 game's going to define it. I'm calling state on this one on a very close call. I, I think it's just going to be one by field goal. It's going—it's definitely going to be a fight between these two. And after this, you know, if. As far as Western State goes, they got they got these upcoming the these they got huge games. Yeah, they got huge games coming up. You know, they're going against the likes of of Glenville State, Shepherd, and Shepherd Concord, and then, Concord, and then you know, and then Pembroke is from what you told me is undefeated right yeah, now. Yeah, they're undefeated and nationally ranked. Yeah, so you know they've got they've got a fight ahead of them. They got what two, three ranked teams coming up. So you know we've 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 won three games this season, more than we've won last season. Let's go in there. Let's focus on Notre Dame. Get this win. That will give us four. We'll be four and two. After that, I would play like 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 I backed into a corner. Yeah, I mean, it, you're like, like I have nothing to lose. They, it is it is going to be. I mean, it's a murder row. You've got you've got Shepard the week after this. Then you've got what are the games after that? You got. I know we play Shepard. 
and then play, we're we play Shepherd, and then we play Glenville State at home. Glenville State's the last home game. Okay, then I don't know. Schedule. <laughs> I know Glenville State's the last home game. Pembroke's the thirty-first. Shepherd's the seventeenth. Um, the twentieth would be a home game. We play West Liberty. We might play them at home. We play, yeah, we, yeah, we play, play West Liberty at home, and then it go. We go to Concord, and then we're on the road for two games. And then we finish the season off at home against uh, Glenville State. Um, who are you picking in the Urbana game against Lake Erie? I'm, I'm going with Urbana. You like Urbana? I like Urbana in this. <sighs> they're they're going to want to be trying to forget last week's game. Yeah, yeah. But Urbana, they've, they've showed this season that, hey, they can they, – they're all they're full of surprises and everything. I like them in this. And as for Wise and Concord goes, I mean, that one kind of explains itself even though we doubt wise a lot, but I'm sorry, Dewey Lusk. It's it's not it, this this ain't your week. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and real quick. Last week's record, our, our cumulative record, uh, El Jefe Loco. It's close. Twelve and you, you got a twelve and eleven record, and I'm thirteen and ten. So I mean, no, we're right no, there. No way it goes like this. Yeah, we usually agree on all but one game a week. Yeah, and after that, it's I mean, so it's pretty hard to gain separation. But it's it's close. Um, real quick, my picks, uh, West Virginia Wesleyan at Fairmont State University. I'm going to pick Fairmont. Uh, Wesleyan, you know, they, they, they're banged up at quarterback. Uh, they, they are a talented team. You know, they showed that when we played them two weeks ago. They're a very talented team and are capable to go out there and run and go with the best of them. But, um, you know, they, there's a lot of penalties that happen up there uh, or happen against West Virginia Wesleyan that, you know, they need to correct. And also, Fairmont State's coming in hot. They, I mean, they won their last game 6 nothing. But they allowed negative three yards of total offense to Urbana. I mean, that's that's something special yep. when you allow negative three yards um, on the on the on the day. So I think they're gonna come in hot. I think they're gonna you know their season. They're one of those teams that you know they have a lot more to lose by losing this game than, than Wesleyan does. But they got way more to gain. Yeah, they they're gonna be one of these teams that you know they've. I, I look for them to win this game, and I look for it to you know, and they've been, they've won some some blowouts. Their defense is. You know, improved drastically since they got since West Virginia State hung fifty nine points on them on opening night. It's not the same defensive unit. Um, Saturday, games. I'm gonna go Shepherd beating Glenville State. I think it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna definitely be a shootout. Uh, the game is taking place in Glenville, so I think that gives them a little bit of an edge. But uh, Shepherd, you know, they're not ranked in the top in the nation. Well, not number one, but they're not ranked in the top twenty five in the nation for no reason. I think they're a very capable team, and I think that they're gonna win a, a close shootout. Uh, University of Charleston taking on West Liberty. I think West Liberty doesn't have a shot here. They're just counting down the days, you know, till, till basketball. And I said that before, and then they beat Concord. So maybe I'll put a little bit of voodoo witch magic, and they'll beat UC. But um, I, I really think UC will win. Jeremy Johnson, you know, he's he is a six-year senior, and he's showing all the experience that he has, and he's just playing lights out right now. Um, UVA-wise is taking on Concord University. I really... I'm a big fan of UVA Wise's defense. They, you know, Zach Blair and the rest of that defensive unit. T2. Uh, T2. They, um, you know, they they are phenomenal athletes and they they get to the ball. And but the thing is, like, and we saw it firsthand last week. They got up to a big lead, and then they just they just couldn't sustain the lead. They they got silly penalties, you know, and like they tackled Cole like twice on punts. Um, you know, they, they were rough the passer. They extended drives. That's the, you can get penalties and it doesn't hurt you that bad. But when you get penalties on fourth down to extend drives, 
that's when your when your football coach is going to go crazy and you're going to lose games that way. And that's that's what what UVA Wise has done this season. Um, so I'm picking um, Concord to win that game. I don't think it'll be close. I think uh, UVA Wise will will uh, just not be able to get a, pull up the win this weekend. Um, then we have West Virginia State University. It's homecoming week. We're taking on Notre Dame College. I like West Virginia State's odds in this game. I don't think it's going to be um, as close as you do. I don't think it's going to be a three-point game. I think um, I'm calling by two touchdowns as West Virginia State will win. Um, you know, I like I like the the duo of Kinnick and Gray. Also, we've seen the emergence of Tyrell Henderson, uh, the running back. You know, whoever's back there is a very capable runner, whether it be Barrett, Brown, Barber, Deontay Brown, Bo Fields, whoever's back there. That offensive line is working really well. And, um, you know, the good thing with having a competent quarterback and having time behind your offensive line is you are able to not really rely that much on, on a running game. You can use it to milk the clock, but you, it's not your go-to weapon yeah. in some games. And, and I think that's a big difference this year is both facets of offense, both through the air and the ground, work very well in most games for West Virginia State. So I think West Virginia State will win this game, like I said, by two touchdowns. And then the – the nightcap of the of the week, Urbana University taking on Lake Erie. I, I'm gonna go Lake Erie. I think Urbana. You know they, again, they negative three yards of total offense. I just that's that's a crazy stat line. Um, I know they're a new head coach. They're playing a, a really good team out of Lake Erie, and I just I, I look for Lake Erie to get a to get a win here, and I, I don't think that game will be close either. Um, but that was our weekly. Pickums and uh, again, you know, if you want to follow along with us, you can tweet us your your picks, email us your picks. You can write an email, whatever you want to do, however you want to get your picks to us. Meet us in the hallways. Um, just just go ahead and give us your picks. Uh, trust me, my fans don't they don't hesitate to tweet at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that, and that's going to do it for for that segment of the show. Moving right along to the weekly rewind. <laughs> Alrighty, and now we are moving on to the weekly rewind. WVSU, you know, they dominated on the road. Yeah. Uh, they, they went up against a, uh, a winless team like UVA was. West Virginia State, I don't think they overlooked them. I think UVA was just came out a lot hotter than maybe what, what most people would expect yeah. in that game, and that's why they fell behind. But they would ultimately win 52-45 um, after opening the game again in a 28-point hole. It's the largest comeback in program history uh, West Virginia, for West Virginia State. West Virginia State scored over 50 points for the third time this season and is averaging 36.8 points per game. The Yellow Jackets last year averaged only 13.1 points last year, the whole season. Like, that's that's pretty remarkable, how the, that big of a jump. Yeah, it, it, like what we said over and over and over in the broadcast since the season started, this is a brand-new team. Mm-hmm. Um. Linebacker Dennis Garda currently is number one in the country for tackles for a loss. He averages 3.0 tackles for a loss per game. And, and you know who's right behind him? T2. Yeah, he's at number – well, he's not right behind him. He's at number three, but only by half a tackle for a loss. Yeah, I, I, that's – Gardak really, is a T100. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's what's really impressive for the Mountain East Conference, to be able to boast that they have the number one and number three tackler tackles for loss leaders in the yeah. country. Not just in, in Super Region 1 or – you know, the Northwest or Mid-Atlantic or whatever, you know, it's in the country. Yeah. Um, also, WVSU has blocked an NCAA best six kicks this year. Uh, they also lead the MEC with nine interceptions. So, again, you know, this team is firing on all cylinders, and I'm really, really happy to see it. I'm really happy for the coaching staff. 
really happy for the players and, and, and the university and the fans who come out each and every week to support them. And it doesn't even matter when we're on the road. There are still between 20 and 40 state fans who come to so far to every game yeah. that we've been on the road. I think the most state fans I've seen at an away game would be Fairmont. Yeah. And, again, you know, that we are really only close to UC and, and Glenville. Um, the rest are, you know, two and a half, three hour distant trips, um, and some are a little bit longer. And, you know, each and every game, alumni from that area or, you know, fans from Charleston, wherever they come from, you know, they come out at least 20 to 40 of them. And I know most of them are our parents, but still, you know, that's, that's huge getting the fan support out there. So I just want to give the fans a shout out for coming out. <clears throat> then we have volleyball. The volleyball team has defeated West Virginia Wesleyan, Glenville State, and Ohio Valley all in 3 0 sweeps. Teams are getting hot at the right time. Yeah. They really are. Seems like a lot of teams here on campus are. Yeah. It's, you know, they, a lot of teams on campus, you know, we, like I said, the, the, the cross-country team almost came away with their first, you know, victory in program history, which would have been great. But, you know, it's baby steps. You've got to continue to grow in there. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, the volleyball team is, is streaking right now. Football team is really coming in red hot to homecoming. And, you know, tennis, they, they just – like I said, they just clinched the, the conference title. So, you know, you're absolutely correct by saying that's a common theme on campus. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the women's tennis team. They defeated West Liberty 8-1, to Shepard and Fairmont 9-0, and to set up a showdown with UC for the conference title, which state would ultimately win defeating UC 6-3. to And I, I would have to imagine that that's, that's so much sweeter beating UC, <clears throat> winning, you know, crosstown rivals, and, and that – that matchup right there, because they were both undefeated, pretty much was the deciding factor on who would be the conference championship. And uh, for West Virginia State, that's just got to be sw- that much sweeter knocking off your crosstown rival. Yeah, maybe we buy into that more than than they do, but I, I doubt it. I think it's I think it's just as awesome to the athletes. Well, yeah, you know, it, I, I don't like UC. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And for the final. Closing segments of the show, we're going to do the MEC Minute. You know, they say records are meant to be broken, and uh, that's exactly what happened with Concord University uh, losing to UC in last week's game. Now only one team remains unbeaten in the Mountain East Conference. Shepard at number 10 in the AFCA poll and number 16 in the D2Football.com poll. Um, but, you know, Concord is still receiving votes as well as Glenville and University of Charleston because they're all right around that one loss. Well, Concord's, I think, now at two losses. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, you know, there, there are a lot of teams hovering around there trying to get some votes, and uh be interesting to see if West Virginia State could get another team, or not West Virginia State, if uh, the Mountain East Conference could get another team ranked in the national polls again. Um in last week's show, we highlighted the success of the men's soccer program at UC and how they were ranked number one in the country in Division Two. after they, the upset dealt to them by Willing Jesuit University last week. The team fell in the polls, four spots to the fifth spot. Um, so, you know, that's, that's crazy right there that they're, you know, we had a team number one in the country, and it's a shame that they got knocked off. When but did we put bad voodoo on? I think we do. I think we do, and it only seems to work on UC. Or when we're up in the booth and we say something, we'll be like, oh, well, this has never happened, and then that happens. Yeah. 
like, so, like, 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 th- like this past weekend, I was so hesitant about put, about putting some information out there, especially when like we was like five minutes till we left, till we was gone. And he was like, "Well, you know, what wh- what's your takeaway in this?" And I was like, "Well, you know, Wise hasn't scored at all this. Oh, there they go." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like we were talking about the the blocked field goal. You know, I was sitting there talking. I was like, you know, here we go. You take the points. It gives you three points on the board. Next thing we know, there's a 100-yard return back for, for UVA-wise. And I was like, man, I should have just shut my mouth. Like, if I've learned anything <laughs> from watching the NFL, like when these guys say, oh, it's Peyton Manning's throwing 10,000 passes since his last interception. And then and what's then, he doing? And then he throws like 12 interceptions. So I'm just going to learn to keep my mouth shut when, it, when it's something that could go wrong. Because usually, you know, Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. That usually happens to me a lot. Um, as the days continue to fall off the calendar, a couple of sports in the MEC have already crowned champions in both men's golf and women's tennis. With UC capturing the title in golf and the Yellow Jackets continue to dominate the MEC and have captured another MEC title, this time after defeating Crosstown Rivals UC 6-3. Two MEC football alum are continuing their career in the NFL as both Howard Jones, defensive end and linebacker, and Dominic Jones, tight end from Shepard, Continue their careers with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants, respectively. And you know, of the two, Howard Jones has the um, he's got the one he's got the most potential to actually play right now because he's on the um, he's on the game day roster. Terrence Jones, or yeah, Dominique Jones, excuse me, is on the the practice squad right now. But you know, that's still huge. That's a great sign of life for this conference. Yeah. The we're gonna move on now to the Mountain East Conference Players of the Week, and I will let you go first since this is your favorite sport. <laughs> you might as well just have me do the whole thing. <laughs> Men's soccer offensive player of the week, Urbana University's Raru Lassoud. I, I butchered that. Lassoud, the singer from Paris, France, helped lead the Blue Knights to, to a pair of victories last week as Urbana extended. I cannot speak. Extended its winning streak to seven matches. He opened the week with an asset, with an assist, in a three-to-one win over Shepard, and the Ned and man, I cannot read this, and it netted a brace and a decisive 4-0 win over William Jesuit, including a brilliant 30-yard strike. Urbana currently sits tied atop the NBC standings with 15 points. Then we got the defensive player of the week, Washington Wesleyan College's Alex White. I don't think I think I butchered that one too. White, the junior from Hurricane, West Virginia, helped the Bobcats to a 1-0 win over Shippensburg last week. White helped lead a unit that limited the Raiders to just two shots on goal. Shippensburg averages nearly two goals a game in West Virginia Wesleyan College, shut the Raiders out for the first time in 2015. Moving on to women's soccer now, the Offensive Player of the Week. Notre Dame College's Nora Barnes, Barnes the freshman from Mentor, Ohio, had a role in both of Notre Dame College's game-winning scores last week. She provided the assist on the decisive goal in Notre Dame College's 3-2 win over Fairmont State and then found the back of the net in just 72 seconds for the only score the Falcons would need in a 2-0 win over Concord. The defensive player of the week was West Liberty University's Ali Warsaw, Warsaw the sophomore from Monroeville, Pennsylvania, had 14 saves in a 1-0-1 week, for the Hilltoppers. She made six saves and a 2-1 win over Concord and then stopped eight shots at, as West Liberty University shut out number 13 West Virginia Wesleyan for the first time this season in a match that ended in a scoreless draw. Now I have no more. You don't have any more? <laughs> nope. All right. Um, volleyball. <laughs> the player of the week. Technical difficulties. Volleyball. Player of the week. 
We got Fairmont State University's Jessica Furta. Furta, the sophomore from Wintersville, Ohio, helped Fairmont State stretch its winning streak to seven matches. Furta averaged 8.42 assists per set and helped the Falcons hit .217 in the three matches. She also served up four aces, almost said acres, and contributed 1.3 digs per set for Fairmont State. She was a big reason why the Falcons went 3-0 this weekend. This is the second time in the first five weeks that Fairmont State has had the honor of having a player named uh, player named Player of the Week. I butchered that. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking POW. Well, I mean, it is POW, but no, not, not, not the military not, kind. Yeah, not the POW I was thinking. Uh, moving on to football, Offensive Player of the Week, UC's Jeremy Johnson. Johnson, the senior quarterback from Sillsby, Texas, accounted for four touchdowns to lead Charleston past number 21 Concord, 29-21, last Thursday night. Johnson rushed 18 times for 184 yards and three touchdowns and was 13 of 26 passing for 109 yards and another score. He had touchdown runs of 10, 12, and 75 yards in the game as UC improved to a 4-1 on the year. Defensive Player of the Week, Fairmont State's Emmanuel Ivy, Ivy the junior safety from Richmond, Virginia, led a Fairmont State defense that held Urbana to negative three yards of total offense in a 6-0 shutout win for the Falcons. Ivy recorded six tackles on the day, including a pair of sacks, as FSU limited the Blue Knights to just four first downs and recorded its first shutout since 2010. Moving on to Special Teams Player of the Week, Fairmont State University's Johnny Deerstein, Durstein, the senior kicker from Frederick, Maryland, accounted for the only points in Fairmont State's 6-0 win over Urbana. Durstein hit field goals from 20 and 28 yards in wet and windy conditions to help the Falcons to the victory. Durstein, <laughs> I've just said it every possible way, moved into a tie for second place on FSU's career field goal list with 23. Then we got men's cross country. Wheeling Jesuits Albert Shrimp, Shrimp, the sophomore from Wheeling, West Virginia, shattered his personal best 8,000-meter time by 50 seconds by finishing in a time of 25 uh, 25 minutes and 44 seconds. He finished 41st in the race and was Wheeling Jesuits' top finisher. Then we got women's cross country. Wheeling Jesuit again, Fallon, Fallon Doyle. Doyle, the freshman from Bridgeport, Ohio, posted a personal best time of 23 minutes and 7 seconds on the 6,000-meter course. She ran at a 6-minute, 12-second mile pace and finished 73rd individually. Moving on to women's tennis, and uh, it, it's very hard to name an athlete in women's tennis for the conference that doesn't play for West Virginia State and isn't named Brittany Franco, apparently. Yeah. Um, West Virginia State University's Brittany Franco, Franco the senior from Deerfield Beach, Florida, dropped just two games in three singles matches and wins over West Liberty, Shepherd, and Fairmont State. She also was 3-0 in doubles matches as West Virginia State University remained undefeated on the season. Um, this is the third time in four weeks that Franco has been named the Player of the Week. Um, so, again, you know, that's, that's insane right there. Um, so, big shout-out to Brittany Franco, and, uh, you know, all that she's able to do on and off the court. And I uh, just want to, again, encourage everybody to come out this weekend. It's homecoming weekend. Come out tomorrow uh, for the volleyball match that's taking place at 7 p.m. in the um, in the in the new gym. Um, also, you know, make sure you pack the house for that. Show show the volleyball team lots of love. And then also come out Saturday. And, and as the football team takes on Notre Dame College. Also, you know, there is going to be a parade, so get here early. There's going to be a 5K run and walk, I do believe, 
on that day as well. Um, if that's your cup of tea, definitely do so. If not, you can come out on the streets and get candy that's going to be thrown to you. I mean, what better way? You could run the 5K and then get back all those calories you burned by standing there <laughs> catching candy and taking it from kids. Um, and then, you know, make sure you come out to the game. Trust me, I'll probably be in the float eating the candy. <laughs> Instead of running it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, you will be in the float for NBS. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Triple Dame Sports Show. For the show account, you can follow myself on Twitter at PageantDad88. You can follow my good friend here. El Jefe Loco, you can follow me at El Jefe Loco 95. Don't be shy to tweet at me. My fans do not care to tweet at me. <laughs> and, you know... Um, we're going to introduce another new segment to the show. It's going to be next week. Um, I didn't want to just kind of spring it on you. I want to give you time to think about it. Um, what we're going to do is name our own athletes of the week, and they could be, we're going to call it stud um, players of the week, and we'll probably fix that name because that's just so generic. But uh, we're going to pick a male and female stud of the week. Stud and studette, I guess, would be what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, again, we're going to work through that and pick our own athletes for the week. Um, and then also, you know, just – Make sure you tune in each and every week on the Mopcast. There's lots of great shows on there that celebrate fandom and, um, you know, and the one, one year anniversary. Tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, we are officially one year old. Uh, and, you know, they've been, the Mopcast has been there since the beginning of our show. And uh, they've been there for us. And a lot of great people, a lot of very talented uh, things are coming out of Institute in Phase 1. And look for a lot more exciting things to come out in Phase 2, which is what we're entering in as of tomorrow. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Make sure you go out and support um, the Trick or Trot out at Ruthlawn Elementary on the 17th. It's a 5K run walk. Again, it's not competitive, it's to, and it's to raise money for a community walking track. So make sure you go out there and support that as well. And with that, that's going to do it for us. But before we go, we only got one thing to say. Go State!